0: Welcome to Chapter 89 of our podcast. On today's show, we will look at Halloween in France, the
1: top French baby names for 2023,
0: and we'll have another Paris Olympic 24 update.
1: This is Jeff and Julie moved to France during a global pandemic.
0: I would like to wish you a happy anniversary.
1: It's not our anniversary.
0: No, it's not our anniversary. Uh, You're right. But it is the it is the anniversary of the electricians who came one year ago today. Wow! And spent over an hour. Oh yeah. Around our pool.
1: Yeah, sussing out the lighting around the pool that has been malfunctioning since we moved in. Right. They were coming up with solutions and were preparing a quote. Yeah,
0: that's right. Then. That- and then
1: nothing, nothing, nada, zero, zilch.
0: So, so check this out. These two guys come and they're from two different electrician shops. The one guy recommend, Oh, I know a guy. So he recommends the other. So the two of them come to the property armed with all their meters and gauges and everything. And they're literally like we have these uh, pool lights embedded in the travertine around the pool and they're all broken in one form or another. And so they start pulling the wires out and metering and measuring the holes and Uh, on and on. They're uh, there for over an hour.
1: Yeah, trying to assess assess how many, uh, what is it, transformers? Yeah,
0: how many, where the transformers are coming. Like, they literally were there for over an hour.
1: Do you think they were scared? Like, it was too tricky a job?
0: Julie, I have no idea, but this is not the first time that this has happened in France where we get uh, people coming here giving us a, a deV or a quote and we never hear from them again I mean it's just it's it's remarkable
1: I, yeah I, th- I think we living in France have to follow up on everything.
0: I think here's the reason because if they actually send a deV that means they might have to actually go to work. <laughs>
1: Well you and he know couldn't have that no no look we've had some good customer service experiences and I might say uh, um, after uh, after purchase care they call that SAV here. Um, the SAV on the washing machine was outstanding.
0: okay no I, I again, yes, it's probably an outlier, but I never in my life had that experience in Canada. In my 173 years living in Canada, (laughs) I never had a guy come out, look over a project for over an hour, and then vanish from the planet. (laughs) Never. So, happy anniversary. Thank you. Um, We unfortunately do not... (laughs) Have any bees? Any bees? To yeah. So this, you mentioned this, this the second time we tried to get bees on the show, and uh, in both cases weather preempted. So
1: yeah, the first time when I contacted them, it was too warm. Um, so <laughs> we they said you know contact us in the fall, and we met this woman at the market, and we thought she was really lovely. She spoke English, so we contacted her to go see her operation, and pouring rain. Yeah, ring
0: rain, and it's funny because we spoke with her last week, and we were all on board. And she said the one thing, the one thing that will sort of preempt this is rain yeah. and torrential, uh, like the last couple of days, which we're not complaining about because everything is very dry, and uh, so uh, we're not we're not too worried about the rain. But in this case, we had to move it forward, so we will try it again next week. We will attempt. She's good for our same time next Great. week. Perfect. And actually, as we look forward, uh, the weather does look. Look a little more promising. Looks good, actually.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, the rain is really helping our new plants mm-hmm. um, because we had a, a we have a long hedge and and a good chunk of it was dead.
0: Deed. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I'm not sure if I got pictures of the old piece of crap hedge. Uh, it's oh. funny we've got this mile long boxwood which is about. Twelve feet high, and 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 then it's got a little section at the end, and they had some cedars in there. No, yeah, no, just... it
1: wasn't cedar. She called it something else. Whatever,
0: but... you know what I mean. It looks like cedar.
1: But they it was just sticks. <laughs> yeah, it ended <laughs> up being ended sticks up, with it, a little carrot the,
0: top. Yeah, yeah, little
1: greenery <laughs> just on the top. It yeah. was pathetic.
0: So we uh, bulldozed those, and then she threw in some some Laurier, like the bay leaf kind of yeah. Laurier. Yeah,
1: yeah. We can actually use the leaves for soups and stews and.
0: Oh, and and, and Ludo, uh, her husband had the little Kubota excavator. <laughs> oh. 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 Do
1: you ever have Kubota envy?
0: Oh, I really wanted that thing. <laughs> yeah, I, the, the amount of work I could do with that Kubota, holy! I'd, I'd just be. Whoa, on that thing all day whoa,
1: whoa, whoa. You know? yeah
0: yeah, yeah. <laughs> like okay for instance <laughs> uh-huh. for instance because yeah. we have very good news very good news do you know where I could have uh, I could use that Kubota? if our new fiber, when it gets Ooh. installed, needs a trench. I could have used the Kubota to make the trench, or
1: you can call Ludo yes. and ask him to That's come true. and dig the trench. That's true. I without having that. to spend
0: 40, 25,000 40, euros on, a, on an excavator. <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. We, we we got really good news here, and um, I knew we'd get it the second we found the first <laughs> yeah, internet provider. Yeah,
1: yeah, the minute we're taken care of and our our needs are being met, uh, I get an email from uh from one of the providers called it's named free
0: which it is not
1: free but um they notified us that as of october 20 whatever uh fiber will be available and we had contacted uh, our commune uh not our commune actually our department mm-hmm. who followed up and called us this week to to say the same thing you know your address now will have fiber
0: I got to say, I was so impressed with the guy who was in charge of this because he's been given uh, the job, the task of making sure that everyone has some form of internet. And this guy was on his toes. So at the very beginning, we said, okay, we've been wired for uh, fiber for. Two and a half years. Yes, and he said, "Oh yeah, I know. I, I I know where you are. Well, let me suggest this service. Yes, and those guys came out and they put in this. Uh, you know, I'm going to call it a temporary setup, but boy, it's been working beautifully. Yeah, you were
1: able to test it out in the studio, and it, it was
0: a peer to peer setup.
1: Yeah, and it's it's worked out really well. It doesn't drop off. No, yep. um. So so yeah, now we have to investigate which provider we're going to choose for. Uh, our, our fiber
0: now for starters I want to give these guys the benefit mm-hmm. of the doubt because they did such a good job with the initial and they, you know yeah. with the initial installation and of course they are also fiber providers so we'll we'll talk with them yes
1: um, uh, we also want to tie in our yeah, phones everything. Some, a TV package so we want to see which provider has the most to offer. Um, and can uh, can fulfill our our fiber needs.
0: Yeah, and and plus we have very specific needs, and so uh, special. Yeah, we're special. But you know, like we have outbuildings here. We have a jeet, and we want to make sure everybody has Wi Fi and mm-hmm. all this stuff. So anyway, uh, that's that good was, news. Yeah, well, you know what? We've actually had uh, a couple of weeks of not so bad news. <laughs> that's, <laughs> a good, that's a good way of putting it. Not so bad. We're not
1: news. used to it. Like we're we're no. a bit in shock actually. Yeah.
0: Like w- waiting for the other shoe to fall, <laughs> yeah, really. Um, but, but
1: in the other good news department, one of our young friends had his third baby boy. Yeah. Oh, and we went Milo. to see him, Milo, number thirty-four in baby names in France this year.
0: Yeah. So Jeremy, first of all, I got to tell you about Jeremy. He is he did a lot of the uh, work with Ian. On our our place before we got here in 2020, and continues to to help us out uh, whenever he can. And he's just the, he's just the most easygoing guy, hardworking guy. We just love him to death, and we're thrilled to. I will I will show you a, a couple of baby pictures of Milo on our uh, Facebook page at Jeff and Julie moved to France. Uh, But yeah, so Jeremy's got uh, Numéro Trois Garçons.
1: Et c'est tout. He says, point final.
0: (laughs) Point (laughs) final. That's it. Okay.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So I was looking up the baby names in France, the ones that are the most popular. And with the boys, um, there are actually, in the top 10, there are three names for boys that are common to the top 10 names in Canada. Kidding me? No, no. Uh, Leo is number two in France. Okay. Um, and in, Hey, we
0: have friends who have a Leo.
1: We do. We yeah. do. Mm-hmm. And Leo is number four in Canada. No,
0: where did that name come from all of a sudden? Because, I mean, it's an older time name.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's it certainly made a resurgence. Then there's Noah.
0: Oh, that's a nice name.
1: Noah is number one in Canada and number six
0: in Canada. In France. Keeps raining here. It's going to be number one in our property.
1: <laughs> and then there's uh, the other one that's in the top 10 is Lucas. Okay, Lucas. And that rates at number 10 in Canada and in France.
0: And Lucas has been around for quite a while.
1: Yeah, it has. Yeah. So those are solid names, yeah. you know. And and for the girls, the one that's in common is Emma.
0: Yeah, Emma. Well, we have an... Uh, we
1: know how many Emmas. Yes. Like There are quite yeah. a few Emmas. You have a niece, Emma. Yes. In, uh, in France, the top uh, names are Jade, Louise, Amber, and Alba. In, uh, in Canada, Olivia, Emma, Charlotte, Amelia, and Sophia.
0: I've always loved Olivia. Yeah. Love that name. Yeah. yeah.
1: So in, in... Oh, I did a little research about your name. How many babies were named in 2022? Jefferson? With Jefferson. Uh-huh. Mm, Zero? Six.
0: In, in where?
1: Six boys in France. Six boys in France?
0: Yes. How come we don't have a thing on the calendar then?
1: Uh, well, because uh, there's not a saint, Jefferson. They're, they're all saints on the oh, calendar. Oh, that's name, right. right. They're all saints. And for Julie, there were 240 girls that were named Julie in 2022.
0: Is that, that's okay. I honestly find that quite low because Julie yeah. is a very popular name here.
1: For yeah, the people that are of my generation, mm-hmm. but right now, like the names are much. You know, they they finish in A, like you know, Mia, Ava, Alba, Sophia, Emma, uh, oh. Amelia. Uh, there's like. So- what about Julia? <laughs> yeah, well, Julia's not there, but in Canada you can name your child pretty much anything that you want. Uh, yeah. In France, that's not the case.
0: Well, good. You know what? This is where I think we actually need some regulation because some of these Hollywood names, uh, you you people like you know the Zappas, for instance, you know. The Zappa kids.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. What what are their names again?
0: Uh, uh, Moon Unit. Oh yeah, remember yeah, Moon, Moon, unit. <laughs> Moon Unit Zappa and her brother Dweezel. Yeah. Okay. That that should somebody's got to step in. Yeah,
1: that's hard for the kid, and yeah. that's the rationale for the French government. Yeah, that's they, got they, that's they got a
0: pounding written all yeah, over. It. They yeah, they don't
1: want the child to to have a, a rough start by having a very awkward name. Up until 1993. You had to name your kid in France based on an accepted list of names.
0: Well, I, I think that might be getting a little carried away, but uh, yep. okay.
1: But now since then, you can, you can be more creative with the names, but they still can be stopped by the courts.
0: Yeah, like you can't call your kid Cow's Breath. Okay, no, <laughs> no stop. No, no,
1: no, you can't call your kid um, uh, Minnie Cooper. You can't call your kid—that was stopped. You can can't, you call
0: your kid Cooper?
1: I I think you can, but not Mini Cooper, not Nutella, (laughs) not Fraise, not Joyeux, not Beelzebub.
0: Who's calling their kid Beelzebub? I mean, they get that nickname as they get older for obvious reasons. Yeah,
1: but there was was one I thought was funny. It was Patrice. Not Patrice but patriste, and so that means... Not sad. Right, patriste, but in one word, and that was not allowed. They put the kibosh on on that. So there's a joke website where you can plug in your name Uh to see if it's approved in France. (laughs) (laughs) It's called Vite Mon Prénom, and you can go there and log in to see if you are approved by France. So I put in Jefferson, and it, it corrected the name and said that you should be Geoffroy, What G E O F F O R O Y?
0: Oh come on! Julie
1: is perfectly fine.
0: Of course, Julie's fine. I'm perfect. (laughs) I I went to school at Villa Maria.
1: (laughs) I put the dogs' names in there. (laughs) So so, uh, Anna became Anne. They wouldn't allow Anna. Not. This is a joke site. It's just. Oh, I see. Um, Blue became Luke. Okay. (laughs) And guess what? Bradley became.
0: I have no idea. Bradley Cooper.
1: No, he became Basil. <laughs> Basil, Basil, come here, Basil. <laughs> that is a
0: good name for a dog. Actually, I like Basil. Do you like Basil? <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, Joffrey. Oh boy. Yeah,
1: Joffroy.
0: Geoff
1: Roy. Anyway, um, that's uh, that's my <laughs> my story on baby names.
0: But you just need to go to Hollywood if you want to hear. I mean, I can't remember all of them. Oh, but, Apple. Oh yeah. Well, Apple. Yeah. Ah. Uh. You uh, don't
1: name you don't name your kid after a fruit. I'm sorry.
0: Fiona. Oh yeah. Okay. I was thinking Fiona, Fiona Apple. That's her that's, last name. That's her last name. Yeah. I it, see.
1: If her parents had named her Apple, she'd be Apple Apple.
0: Yeah, I got you. Mm, yeah. Okay.
1: All right.
0: Yeah, there there has to be a stop put on on some of this nonsense. Moon Unit is as bad as it gets. D- dweezil not far behind.
1: Yeah, yeah. I wonder what the, those kids are doing now.
0: Therapy. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, Speaking of Hollywood and mindlessness, I got to say, this is when not only unions lose their moral compass, they lose their minds. Have you heard, so SAG-AFTRA, which is, how do you, what is that? It's It's the the,
1: the union that has jurisdiction over um, the actors in film, television, other forms of media voiceover yes
0: okay so they came out with a policy about 10 days ago if you can because they're in, they're striking right now they're
1: on they've been on strike for, for 100 a, a long, some odd days yeah, yes yeah. yes
0: over a 100 days exactly. they have come out and said that they do not want their actors dressing up in costumes, uh, that are specific to characters, which might inadvertently be promoting a struck studio's content. In other words, th- they're telling their their membership, you can't dress up as Iron Man, you can't dress up as Barbie, Barbie.
1: or Wednesday
0: or Wednesday. And to to which, I, when I read this, when uh-huh. I because you sent me this, and I just started howling. Yeah, because I thought it was a gag.
1: No, 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 no. No, these are their guidelines. They don't want any of the actors representing characters from struck productions. Well,
0: let's just say that was then, this is now. They have... Clair- because a lot of actors, and we'll get to that in a second, uh, a lot of actors came out against this ridiculous policy because it's it just makes them look like idiots. So they have now clarified their position. Oh. No, you haven't. You've changed your position because, you're, you, because this is so ridiculous. They issued a Halloween guidance response to questions from content creators and members about how to support the strike during the festive season. And they said, oh, we just meant... For kids. Oh, uh. no, you
1: didn't. No, you didn't. <laughs> Not at first.
0: Not at first. You <laughs> meant everybody, but now they say it applies only to kids. We're on strike for important reasons uh, that have been the, the strike has now been nearly 100 days. It's now over 100 days, I believe. Wow. Uh, our number one priority remains getting the studios back. Blah, 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 blah. But. Listen to this. Melissa Gilbert, who was the former SAG-AFTRA president. Mm -hmm. Listen to this. I love it. This is what you guys have come up with? Literally, no one cares what anyone wears for Halloween. I mean, do you really think this kind of infantile stuff is going to end the strike? We look like a joke. Please tell me you're going to make this rule go away and go negotiate. For the love of God, people are suffering mightily, and this is what you have to say? Come on. Yeah. This is the kind of silly bullshit that keeps us on strike. Let's enact a policy that makes us look petty and incompetent all at the same time. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and then Ryan Reynolds and this is the, oh, the
1: Canadian star
0: and and you know what this is what uh, prompted SAG-AFTRA to release their response uh, but he is so funny he he's one a of very the, funny guy he's one of the funniest people in Hollywood uh Uh, he said when this came out, I look forward to screaming scab at my eight-year-old all night long. She's not in the union, but she needs to learn.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So no Barbie for you. Well, but
0: here's the thing, Uh, especially when it comes to a, a, a guy like Ryan Reynolds, you know, at least he is doing something for the people who have lost their livelihood. So I'm not sure if you've heard of Strike Force Five. Uh, Julie can explain a little bit of it. But it's a
1: po- it's a podcast.
0: Yeah,
1: um, and it, it involves late night hosts that got together to create this podcast to generate revenue for their staff.
0: And and it's it's a great name, Strike Force Five. And it includes John Oliver. It includes Stephen Colbert, the Jimmys, Jimmy Fallon, and Jimmy Kimmel, and Seth, and Seth uh, Myers. Yes. It's a little busy for me because, you know, you got five guys on the podcast, but it's not the point. The point is they went out there and they, they sold this thing. And the, the guy who is leading the charge in helping out their staff was Ryan Reynolds because he's got a couple of companies. Yeah. That he, uh, he's a uh, mogul. Yeah. Like what's his – he's got uh, gin, aviation gin, avi-
1: is it? yeah, I think it's a-
0: – Aviator? Uh, or? Is it
1: gin or – it's some kind of uh, alcohol. And he also has Mint Mobile, which is um, a phone service. Yeah. So those two companies sponsored the majority of the the 11 or 12 podcast episodes that were produced. And so, you know, and he did it in a very fun and lively way. And I think the the staff of the late-nighters were very appreciative.
0: Very appreciative. So there's somebody who's actually doing something about it as opposed to restricting what their membership wears on Halloween.
1: (laughs) Well, speaking of Halloween, that's coming up. Uh, Halloween in North America and Halloween in France, I think, is, is celebrated a little differently. Uh, it, certainly in France, it's it's more muted. There's not the same amount, certainly in rural France. Halloween apples. <laughs> there's not as many trick-or-treaters. I don't think it's a thing. Maybe in the bigger city, there are parties, bigger cities like Paris or Lyon. Like a costume or say, party. A costume party where right. people dress up as ghouls and goblins. Uh, and maybe this year, Barbie, because they're allowed. Um, but, you know, it's it's not the same kind of marketing and commercial Endeavor. Endeavor um, that it is in in North America. And the French kind of, you know, I think they they turn their nose down at it. They say, oh, it's it's American and it's commercial. And so we're not going to have, you know, a, a Halloween celebration. And it turns out. That Halloween started two thousand years ago in Europe.
0: In Europe, <laughs> so, so it's not necessarily an American. Originating no, it was the Celt.
1: Yeah, the Celts, and and they had a celebration that it, it was um, to mark the end of the harvest season and the beginning of winter. Uh, it was called Sowin back then, and yeah,
0: Halloween sounds a little better than that.
1: And, and you know, the maps <laughs> were different. Two thousand years ago, so it actually. Some people spec, speculate that some of northern France was part of this Samhain, Halloween. So some argue that it started it, in France.
0: You know, it's funny. What do you? What do you dress up? What do you dress up as two thousand years ago? Because what we dress up as today is usually two thousand years old.
1: <laughs> so, <laughs> Well, whatever they were dressing up as, it, it was a way of you know connecting the two worlds—the spirit world and and earthlings—and uh, I think it's slowly gaining popularity in in France, you know. Um, certainly our supermarkets were stocked with candy and chocolate bars and, you know, all the mm-hmm. stuff that we would find in North America. But, you know, it's a, it's a pagan holiday r- that's right before la Toussaint, which is All Saints Day, which is a, a national holiday in France. Uh, and, you know, Halloween has always been surrounded by goblins and ghouls and witches. And that brings me to the French phrase of the day.
0: Oh, this is Ooh. going to be bad. He's
1: <laughs> This is another one from our friend Victor Hugo. He was quite prolific, wasn't he? Yeah,
0: no, he came up with some stuff.
1: <laughs> All right, so here goes. L'avenir, fantôme aux mains vides, qui promet tout et qui n'a rien.
0: Oh boy.
1: L'avenir.
0: Uh, what's l'avenir? The future. Oh, okay. L'avenir. In the future, phantoms, uh, empty. F- Main, uh, I, I, on,
1: on main vide so
0: he, empty hands. Mm-hmm.
1: Qui tout. The,
0: everybody the, they will I don't know what promet is.
1: Promet promise.
0: Ah promise everyone. Et uh, qui na rien. There'll be nothing. Mm-hmm. Uh, something. So <laughs> Something something, something, something <laughs> phantom. <laughs> Okay. something something phantom something something <laughs> hands empty something something uh, everybody and okay. who is empty the future who are is not empty
1: phantoms who? with empty hands that promise everything and that have
0: nothing exactly what i said
1: and there you have it the french phrase of the day
0: one one more time in english sweetie um, in the, the future
1: the future okay Phantoms with empty hands that promise everything and have nothing. Oh, okay. Oh. It's a bit depressing.
0: Well, Victor Hugo was not what you call a stand-up comic. No. <laughs> right? That's <a> good point. <laughs> <laughs> and that, thank you very much, uh, Julie, mm-hmm. is the French phrase of the day. Time now for another Paris 2024 Olympic update. Okay, uh, it uh, is time for the uh, Olympic uh, update, 2024 in Paris. Now, everybody's quite concerned since this Israeli-Palestinian uh, conflict broke out and spread into into France. Well, there's been
1: so many threats here in airports, schools, uh, public locations. Well,
0: and the alert level went to its highest. Mm-hmm. Uh, a couple of weeks ago yeah. after the murder of the teacher. Yes. And so everyone is quite concerned now about the uh, Olympics and Paralympic Games, which oh, kick around off. around the corner. Yeah, well, nine months. Nine yeah. months, uh, yeah. almost to the day here. Yeah. And for the moment, the Games Organizing Committee and the authorities are seeking to reassure people uh, about the security, especially for the opening ceremonies because according oh, yeah. to Tony Estangue, there is no plan B for the river parade.
1: Yeah. And it's the thing is it's it's open space. I, I don't know how they're going to do it. I'm I'm sure they're they've thought it through. They know how to protect um, you know, the the audience and the people on on the boats and the athletes. But it's uh it it seems to be to me as as being a, a big job.
0: Well, his quote was we're not going to change our plans based on what's happening right now because we've been on top of our game in terms of security from the outset. And something that's kind of interesting, they've already done a trial run and they did it in July because they wanted to do it, I guess around the same time as when it would be in yep. 2024. Yep. So they had 50 or so boats in single file, all shapes, sizes, colors. And uh, they uh, went between uh, the pont Austerlitz and uh, another one of the uh, bridges that I can't pronounce in the heart of <laughs> Paris and uh, they did it a, a couple of times because they had four hours of uh, sort of they, they had booked a uh, oh, they the shut down yeah, yeah a shutdown yeah. of boats for four hours so they were able to do it a couple of times they did fifty seven boats in all but uh, at the uh, at the actual games there are going to be over a hundred that's amazing and so they, they did it just to kind of you know test test the waters as it were. <laughs> um, the vessels were able to run through the it's a six kilometer route and they did it twice as I mentioned. Wow. so anyway, um, it's it's nice to know that they are still I mean because that's that's a huge undertaking. You know, oh. you can't. You don't have a plan B for that.
1: Well, no. I mean, the Olympics. You know, and that event is is massive. We've we've seen it in Canada. We've seen it in the U.S. These, these take years in planning, mm-hmm. and and you know, the opening and closing ceremonies have really high value and high meaning
0: and high viewership. Yes. You know. Yes. Absolutely. So you know, fingers crossed. Obviously, they. Uh, it, it, you know, it's, it's, it's probably something that uh, because of the high alert now uh, that they're able to see how that works and right. to see how uh, that will— because I'm sure it'll be high alert regardless of what's going on in the world. It will be high alert for the games. For it, sure. It, it, just, it, just, it just has to be.
1: Yep, for sure.
0: Hey, something that we noticed—again, uh, this is a big difference between, I, I would say, North America, not just Canada— and europe and that that is
1: uh well heated towel racks heated
0: towel racks
1: you know when we used to li- live in north america and travel to europe we were always like oh look there's a heated towel rack isn't that amazing and you know it's it's kind of something that is common in in many of the homes in europe and in france and the the goal of this Heated towel rack is to dry the towel. It doesn't necessarily warm the towel, but it dries the towel. So, in effect, it saves you from having to wash your towels too frequently. Yeah,
0: because the, the reason for washing towels is, uh, you know, in Canada they stay sort of damp, and uh, if you leave them out for too long, they get that bacteria that, that hum on them. Yeah, you know? there's
1: a bacteria that kind that, that, that forms if, you get it, if gamey, it stays. Yeah, ripe. So, yeah so in the in the olden days they used to drape their wet clothes over radiators, yeah, we do that right so you know when we have dish towels we put them over our radiators to to dry them so they speculate that that's why it's very common here in Europe because in the day um the the bathrooms were not heated mm-hmm. so the the, mm-hmm. the rack helped to heat the bathroom
0: well, and in our case like for, uh, the best example would be our little uh our little powder room that we have yep. for guests it's yes. a very tiny room and it's completely heated by the towel rack yes. and it's toasty in there
1: yeah it was a little too toasty at one point but yeah. now it's it's I fixed good it. it's good so it took me a while to figure out how to fold the towels so that they dry properly oh on the rack oh boy so here we go i know there's no video no. so <laughs> so you fold the t- uh, towel in two painful lengthwise and then you fold it a second time in half so that you've got a layer of four and then you put it on one of the rows and you have to be careful not to put them too close together like it should be 135.
0: You guys have to know that I get this <laughs> I get a course in towel folding about once a month because
1: You do it you do it according to instructions. You yeah. you're <laughs> no, you're very good. I I almost never have to Refold your towel. Almost never. Oh, my
0: God. OCD. <laughs> hey, you know what? Maybe we could have uh, my my set of instructions on how to close doors after oh. you open them. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. That, that'd be really cool. Or, or put... drawers. Yeah. Or, yeah, oh. or, you know, drawers. Oh. Once you take the item out of a drawer huh. or, uh-huh. or, or uh-huh. Like, let's say a broom closet, uh-huh. then there's this thing called uh, closing the door. Or
1: or the socks that are on the floor instead of being in the laundry ha- hamper. Mm, that's That's a good one. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, well, well, maybe
1: maybe someone could could. Uh... Well,
0: if the laundry hamper wasn't full, maybe choppity <laughs> chop <chopity-chop> on uh, <laughs> on getting that. Uh, this is not know, going well. Not going well so far. <laughs> <laughs> holy, they gotta I mean, here's the thing any way you can get the dang towel on the towel rack no. that's gonna work
1: no, 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 there's a specific way you can't just drape the towel over the towel rack it doesn't work that way Okay. There, anyway, I, I, I've said my piece and, <laughs> and you're doing a good job
0: Well, maybe maybe I should include a photo on the Facebook page uh, step by step of how you fold a towel to hang it over the rack let's do that a little later on, okay? would not that be fun?
1: oh yeah joy Okay.
0: <laughs> hey, good news. Next week on the show, we will be coming to you an hour earlier because we have our daylight savings time change this weekend. And you know the you know the saying spring back, fall forward. Yeah, so no. we're coming to you. Jeff,
1: Jeff, Jeff. An mm. hour. Spring earlier. forward, fall back. You got it mixed.
0: Spring back, fall forward.
1: Mm-hmm. So, in other words, we lose an hour.
0: One more case of us being complete and utter losers. <laughs> All right, see you next week for Chapter 90.
1: Incroyable.
0: Jeff and Julie moved to France during a global pandemic. Au